dude, how funny was our reaction with that Blair Witch? <laughs> when, oh, yeah, it's like, what is this? What, what is this? He's just like, found footage? Okay, maybe it's like right. an, another outcast. Oh, it was... But again, this is, alright, literally 20 years ago. Holy fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Woo. Yeah, it's like, Sign holy me the crap, fuck what's up. happening to this guy? Like, oh no, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 42 of the Retro Rents. Uh, this is Al. This is Nick. And, uh, yeah, it has been a while. I know it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, I know we missed out on all the E3 talk, but that's okay, because we've actually had time to let it ferment and, and think about the stuff that really impressed us and all that great stuff. And it's right. been, yeah... It's been a crazy couple weeks for me, which I'll be more than happy to get into. But before I start rambling, how's it going by you, Nick? <laughs> going good. Uh, so, like, news in my corner of the neighborhood. You know, working on moving. Well, I say moving, but yeah, getting into a new house. Uh, yes. So I've been going through all the red tape. Everything's lining up very, very well for that. So I'm on track to, like, mid-August. Going to be moving. A little closer to work, so I won't have to like drive hour and a half to work. It'll be more like twenty five minutes. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> oh Jesus, that's that's yeah. awesome! Huge cut down. So and, and the place looks great. So now you know we yeah, did like nice. inspection the other week, and so now now I'm just in the waiting game. So it's, you know everything's green. Just nice. waiting for the countdown to settlement essentially. So so like house wait. house house townhouse uh... uh townhouse townhouse nice nice three a... levels got a garage to it like it wasn't, it wasn't even like my original parameters for like, <coughs> you know, what I was looking for because usually like garage adds on a whole lot but it was like oh yeah this is like perfect on every level it's like oh man this is, this is awesome that's beautiful three levels wow all to yourself too that's badass that's right. <laughs> That's nice. You got to post some pictures, man. I'd love to see it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely will do. Like, it's being lived in right now, so the oh. pictures I did take, I'm not going to, let like, post those because like, yeah. they invade their privacy. But, yeah, once oh. they're moved out and, like, you know, closing day, I'll probably take a lot of, you know, the empty room pictures. and. Nick, that's a beautiful joke. pink mink rug you have there. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. No, congratulations. That's great going smooth everything's everything's cool like closing all that shit no surprises so far yeah so far yeah everything's greens and you know and we're basically in the just kind of the waiting period uh, yeah so you know again like i said past the inspection like i think yeah. i'm waiting on like the loan stuff but they're telling me you know like they're just waiting on final documentation and you know do their dot their eyes and cross their t's yeah. and all that so yeah now, will you, will you, like, again, this just goes from my lack of knowledge and total ignorance on townhouse. Now, will you actually, like, you'll be paying, you know, the loan, the mortgage. Will you, will you own that necessarily if, uh, like, if you paid that off per se? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be mine. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, so you know all the f fucking headaches, man. When, when you're, when you're actually getting a house or anything resembling a house, like, I'm glad it's going smooth for you because I still chalk that up to the worst year of my life. <laughs> uh, believe me, it's still nerve wracking. Like you know, oh. it's like they say, like buying a house is one of the most like stressful things next to like you know, like I think like childbirth, 
It's awful. It's awful. Like, you know, there's like, I forget the list, but like, it's it's up there. And even even though it's going as smoothly as it is, it's still, it's just still nerve wracking. Yeah. And, you know, it, like, it, you know, for me, it's just like for anyone really, but, you know, for me, it's just, it's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> like, it's not that it's not, it's not just that it's a lot of money. It's you planned to spend a lot of money. Yes, exactly. But then yeah. you get hit with a lot more. It's like, oh, wait. Oh, that's another $1,000. Okay. Yeah. Now the thing is, now fortunately, it's not my first rodeo. This will be yeah, you know, technically yeah. my second house, but still, it's still it just it's, it's a lot of you know, just like you're, you're making sure everyone's stuff is in line, everyone's yeah, talking to man. each other. It's like your realtor, your your lender, your you know the the, the buyer and seller. Make sure everything, you're making sure all the cogs are working. But uh, yeah, yeah it, like I it, like my realtor has been fantastic. She's been you know she's done a fantastic job and just like you know kind of you know keeping me yeah. you know on the straight and narrow and and the, you know, all the checklists and it's like oh this is beautiful and obviously it's it's been about yeah it's been ten years since since I've been in this place and I'm currently right. in and the, I'd almost say like the the experience is a little better now because everything's online like you yeah. know ten years ago like you know there's the internet and I'm sure there was some online presence but not much there there was like nothing outside of like Zillow uh, but now you know you have like Gmail and integrated calendars and all this other oh, stuff man. and like everything is so much more convenient so oh. it definitely helps with the stress factor in terms of like okay here's here's my stuff here's all my checklists you know you can you can Hire yep. almost every service online now, as opposed to like back then. You know, it's like you have to call <laughs> people up and. Oh yes, and, yes. I was just through. on the cusp of that technological marvel. <laughs> so that did not happen for me. I was doing all that shit the old-fashioned oh, way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I had to go through that too. You know, oh. when I was up there, it's like, like the you know, that grand. You know, it was two thousand. Yeah, two thousand eight is when I got this place. Two thousand seven is um, when I got this one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like within a year of each other, but yeah, it's like obviously the internet was was, was starting to get Ugh. become you know obviously the big thing at that point, but it, there wasn't like this kind of like um I don't know what you call it uh, online presence of anything you know for the you know yeah you know where, where it really took off of like yeah you want your presence to be online as a realtor or as a oh, yeah. as a business as an assessor, you know, like, you know, assessor all that inspector shit. yeah exactly it's like. None of that was, it was such a new oh, and you had to hunt like, people down, uh, yeah, even, like, even down to like the banking, like uh, you oh know, banking's going very much online now. It's like I, it you know, it's, it's, it's felt weird because I've not seen my lender face to face. Like when, when I got my original notes, like I had to go, yeah, into I had the to go in there, and go, and talk to my they, lender, uh, prick my finger, <laughs> like, get a yeah. little blood. <laughs> like, no, it's like, like now it's like, you know, you know, granted, you know, there, there's been some phone conversations, but it's like, you know, part of it's through email, part of sure, it's the phone conversations. Sure. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's such a different experience. And it's like, I, I feel like, if you were to like, you know, really, you know, Grant, I'm only moving like, you know, two hours yeah, <laughs> closer type of thing. But if you're moving, fuck, the I country, moved right up the street and I got gray hairs from that shit. Yeah, but I was like, like if you were moving across the country or you know, across state or you know, like a, a considerable distance, like yeah, you know, I feel like now that with all this online oh my God, presence, yeah, like, how would you do that? Uh, yeah, like, but how would we have done that ten years ago? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like ten years ago, it's like yeah, you would ha you would have had to like you know you know oh probably God. like had your local bank and then they talk the person way across you know uh you know the water state or you know uh you know coast or whatever or go there you know go on site 
it's like, oh man, what, yeah, man. <laughs> what a day we live in, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, and it's still stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, like anybody listening, it, you have not experienced stress until you've bought a house. Like, it, it's oh man. And then I hear I hear you say stuff like that. It just it always brings me back whenever that kind of situation occurs. All I can think of is that quote, uh, Russell Crowe from Master and Commander, when they give him the framework, like the mm-hmm. model framework of the uh, Acheron, and he's like, "Look at that, smaller, bigger than us, but faster besides." What a wonderful technological world we live in. And I'm like, <laughs> that's that's my line for everything, that, that's man. It. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so true. Like so much is is so much easier now. Just ten years later, you know, and it's it's crazy. We've talked about it on this cast before. I think before, no, it might have been right around the time you came on. But just how like the amount of stuff technologically that we've gotten to watch evolve from the time we were kids to now is just it's mind boggling. Like if you would have told my you know. We'll go with my 12-year-old self, you know, where you still have some concept Mm -hmm. of how cool it could be. And if you went and told me, like, all the crap we have right now, like virtual reality and and everything, you know, you could buy a house online kind of thing. (coughs) Much less, oh, the internet. Although I think I was was already kind of experiencing the internet at 12. I think I was on bulletin boards at that time. Yeah, but that was still, like, like the old—I want to say oh, Netscape—but I think there, there was something before Netscape, wasn't there? Well, it's—it started out. It was Netscape. It was IE, and uh, I think Opera was a player at that. Maybe, point. maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think I think Opera was. In maybe. The, I, remember, I always remember Netscape. It was that was around the ninety-five Windows ninety-five. Yeah, Nets, Netscape Navigator. Yeah, that yeah, was... yeah, 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 that's what it was, Netscape uh-huh. Navigator, yeah. And then it <laughs> became Netscape, then it came to be Netscape Communicator when they included their own email client. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you remember, man, again, stuff that people today just have no concept of, but what we're, what we're talking about is one of the first web browsers. Uh, at this point in time on the internet, you didn't have... Um, a real standard way of accessing it. You had Internet Explorer from Microsoft, which mm-hmm. then, which then, as it does now, completely sucks. <laughs> but we, did, it was you didn't know any better because it was, it, yeah. like, it was all the same level. No, I, no, I remember. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I remember at that point when I got Netscape, I was like, all right, well, this crashes every ten minutes, but it's still not as bad as fucking Internet Explorer. Because <laughs> I remember, in fact, I remember Internet Explorer at that time could not do frames. Uh, frames oh, really? was a frames was a Netscape thing. Okay, oh. okay, strap in, kids. So, <laughs> web pages at that point in time were just one giant block, and it was basically HTML and just text and maybe some JPEGs that somebody you know I might have done or found or stole. But it was one giant page with links on it. Well, along comes like some clever HTML writers and some of whom are, are big names now that were, were buddies of mine you know back in, in that point in time we were all just kind of trying to figure out how this whole thing worked and we came he uh, the one god, god damn it I can't remember his name now I remember I remember his online handle was Nomiad and he came up with this idea of frames where you'd have one section of your page be a separate web page and that would actually be the panel where all your links were and then the other uh, main section, 
you know, the bigger section would be your display, and that would be your main page. So it's like you always had the links on the left that you could go and navigate, just like you have on a site today where you have, like, the menu at the top or whatever. Uh, and it, Microsoft Internet Explorer could not handle that. It completely shit the bed whenever you found a page with frames on it. <laughs> it's like, you got the red X of doom. The thing died on you, but Netscape was like, I got this. I'll crash in 10 minutes, but I got this. But yeah, anyway, it turned into this whole big browser war. And like, you know, who's going to come out on top? Microsoft, Netscape. It was just a big thing. A, I, I say it so many times, but it was such a fucking wild time to grow up and a wild time to be a part of because like... Oh, the, yeah. The only thing you could compare it to, literally, if you've ever seen Deadwood, that was the internet, like, at that point in time. Is oh, Deadwood. Yeah, it, was, it was very much the Wild West. It was Wild West. It was totally lawless. We didn't even know what laws we were breaking half the time. <laughs> and the best part was, there wasn't even laws for it. <laughs> so it was like, you get into it, you know, just like, and, and again, I, I can't underestimate or understate. Most people left their servers completely wide open. Their admin passwords were still the default passwords. So it's like, oh, you just find a mysterious IP address on the internet. And it's like, all right, admin, admin. Oh, look, <laughs> I'm in. What is this place? <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, Whoa. Mr. Potato Head, back doors are not tricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're, like, going off on such a tangent here. But it's, it's I, 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 could, I can do an entire episode of the old days of the Internet, as could you. Because I know you were another oh, early. Yeah. You were another early adopter, thanks to, uh, thanks to the great professor. Uh pops over there uh, his his dad has got some, some of the most incredible stories uh from his you know career working in the government uh his dad was really nick's dad was around for the earliest days of the internet and he's got stories that make ours uh just nothing uh, i'll put it this way he was a, my one of my professors in college for computer security and every now and then we knew it was going to be a great class when he would just nonchalantly uh stop talking Step away from the podium, walk over to the classroom door, shut it, lock it, and then the next words that his mouth would say would be, "Now, I can neither confirm nor deny what I'm about to tell you actually happened." And it's like, "Oh yeah, war stories. Here we go." But yeah, I mean, it, it, to to state what a wild time it was, it just you can't understate that enough. But anyway, <clears throat> oh my god. Yeah, so I'll just I'll sum up my two weeks real simply. Um, I I'm currently on the market. I'm still employed, but I'm looking for a new job. I'm I'm completely overworked, beat down, and just my my current job I I, I think is is getting lots of bang for the buck, but um, not so much me. So whatever. So I'm I'm still waiting on a very big opportunity to get back to me. Uh, that was supposed to get back to me this this week at the end of the week. Well, it's the end of the week and. As far as I can tell with my time zone math, the end of the day there. So it'll be another weekend of waiting to hear whether or not that's actually going to happen. Uh, I did have another opportunity lined up that I was I was ready to jump on, ready to go. And I uh, was waiting to get something in writing, and then they pulled out. So, oh, oh my God. Like, And the way the recruiter made it sound was like it was in the bag. You know, you can give your notice Monday. But me just being the cynical piece of shit that I am, I was like, well, you know, tell them to just... You know, I want something in writing before I give notice. And then I didn't hear from him until Wednesday, and he's like, yeah, they wound up going with the cheaper candidate. I'm like, oh, I hope they Ooh. fucking die. Uh, and, and it's not even that. Like the, the the other guy they were interested in, they liked him because he was, you know, 
you know, young kid, eager beaver, it's his first big job, he's ready to prove himself, and, and all the power to him, but God bless him, man, if he's getting into a company that does business like that, I'm glad I didn't make that jump, I'll tell you that right. much. The, and, and again, they had already given me an offer, like, they, I had an offer on the table, and I accepted it, and they still withdrew it, so it's like, alright, you know, cheers. <clears throat> so on top of that, then the reason we didn't have an episode last week, I thought I could swing it. Um, I was working on a major migration project for my current job, a uh, huge project. We've been working on it for almost a year, migrating our in-house project management suite uh, from a third-party web host into the Microsoft Azure cloud. Uh, and this is 15 years of documentation on SharePoint 2003, Windows 2003 servers. I mean, old as shit. And... <clears throat> It took pretty much. We un we we intended to start Thursday night at eight p.m. You know of that week Eastern time. Well, one of my my teammates unintentionally did something that we're like, okay, I guess we're starting now at uh, twelve noon <laughs> instead. Oh. <clears throat> so that turned into a whole thing. Needless to say, uh, we worked through the entire weekend. Um. I was going to try to do, you know, a show Friday, but I was, I had kicked everything off, but at that point I was already exhausted just from the scramble to get things moving, and uh, I'd say by Monday of this week, the team and myself had put in already over 60 hours easy Oof. from Thursday morning, so, yeah, so, like, needless to say, uh, Next week is the fourth holiday, so I only got three days worth of work, and then after the fourth, I'm going on vacation, and I can't wait. So it's like, I better do a goddamn show, because I don't think I'm going to be able to do this from Cape May, but I'll try. <laughs> sure as shit water, I will try. So we, we might still do another show, you know, in, in another two weeks or so while I'm down the shore, as long as the the connection can handle it. It'll, it'll sound pretty ghetto, because I'm probably not going to have my uh, all my <laughs> equipment, but we'll, we'll make something work. But, um, but yeah, so... We've been out of the out of the loop for a little bit. Obviously, the biggest news, I think, since uh, we've come back, has been E3. Um, everybody knows at this point all the stuff that's coming out. Uh, there is some cool stuff, cool surprises. Uh, Nick and I wound up doing a, a quick stream about a half hour before I had to go eat dinner, but we watched uh, the um, start of the Microsoft conference. Oh yeah, man. Whew. I was, I was, uh, man. I'll tell you. You know, I, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. I like this, you know, gobbling up the, the studios and then letting them do their thing because, man, we're getting some great games out of it. Um, yeah, I, I think they, they kind of realized, I don't know who's kind of started, but yeah, I'll go with, like, Rare. Phil Spencer. Yeah. In terms of studios, like, yeah. you know, which studio they, they got first, you know, and kind of really kicked it off with things. Rare. But 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 yeah, I'd say rare was it, and because like it's it seems like it's it's having this like come out you know year so to speak. We got you oh, know, yeah. obviously see if these is now going strong. Um, they you know teased the battle toads. Uh, Banjo Kazooie's in Smash Brothers, so they're doing a lot of collaboration even with Nintendo. Oh, how how great is that? This <laughs> yeah, whole collaboration absolutely. with Nintendo, like you know, there was a great interview with Phil Spencer. I forget who who did the interview. Uh, Captain Mike over at Bad Fodder Figures had had talked about it on his show, so I went and watched it. 
And it's like, God damn, I hope Phil Spencer's at Xbox for the next 20 years. Like, no joke. That guy is legit. He is an actual, like, gamer, first off. He plays Destiny with, like, a construction worker and somebody else. Like, just random people he met online, and they actually met for the first time uh, not too long ago at one of these. It might have been E3 or oh, DeNalvercon. Awesome. But they've been playing games together. Like, he is a legit gamer. And he said something I thought was so interesting, and it, it really got me thinking. Everybody talks about winning E3 or who won E3. And what do you think about, you know, Sony and this? And and he basically said, like, look, we're, we're beyond a point in time where the rest of us have to fail for us to succeed. He's like, you know, in, in the gaming environment is so different now that more competition is only a good thing, and it's good for sure. gamers. And I think we've said that, too. I mean, that's that goes without saying. But he really made it a point to say... He's, like, proud that Sony has done so well this generation. He's like, because it's pushed us to, to find, you know, what we're good at and what we want to do. And, you know, it, it it's given Xbox, you know, Microsoft and Nintendo this chance to explore a relationship that, you know, 15 years ago, people would have never, like, never saw that coming or thought it possible. Because I'd say even 15 years ago, and, and you can... You know, stop me if I'm wrong here, Nick. But I, I would say even at that point, you were still in a a generation where you pretty much you got one console. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, that was it. Like, you got the console. That's the console you were gonna have for that generation, and that's it. And I, like, I almost say it was probably wasn't until what maybe like the late two thousands where it started to become more accepted to be to have multiple systems mm -hmm. because yeah. you're absolutely right you, you were like you are a one console house <laughs> and yeah like, if, if you had multiple friends and they all had different ones like you go to their different houses you like, go oh, to their go different houses yeah. Day, or let's, yeah let's go play nintendo today exactly or, you know yeah you know those are those are like the you know the early ones but it wasn't until like what uh the original xbox and came out what 99 i think yeah I and that. even then i don't think i had more than one different console of the same generation until the ps3 and the 360 yeah yeah i think i think it's around that time where it started to become more normal for a household to have multiple consoles uh, and yeah and I'm, I'm i'm separating this from you you'd have like a pc and a console yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh, uh, but, i always had a PC. yeah it was like those yeah, those early 2000s where it was like, okay, now you got your PC, you might have multiple consoles now, and and you'd be, you know, multi-console house, so to speak. Yeah. And I mean, you remember, man, before I, before I got, you know, married, kids, and all that, I had money to burn, and like, <laughs> uh, he'll tell you, it was like, yo, dinner, my treat, you don't have any plans tonight, let's go. And yeah. like... And, you know, even at that point in time, I think I only had the PS2. I don't think... I, I know I never had an original Xbox. And then um, then the Xbox 360 came out. I wound up getting that first. <clears throat> and then I got a, the PS3 because I saw uh, one of the videos for Uncharted. And I was like, holy shit, that's Indiana Jones. I got to get that. And, um, <laughs> right. And that's why I got the PS3, and that was the first time I had owned more than one console. And I think Phil Spencer gets that, is we're now in that era where that's not 
uncommon anymore, you know, like, um, my buddy Chris, uh, you guys that listen might know him, Holy Headshot from Everyday Gamers on Twitter, very good guy, but he, he mentioned the other day, like, you know, his kids are using the Xbox, this one's got the Switch, like, it's not uncommon to see multiple consoles in a house now, so it's not like one of these companies has to win for... Or, or I should say, these other companies have to lose for one company to win. It's just not like that. Right. And uh, I just, I really dig that Phil Spencer gets that. And I love this idea of cooperation between them and Nintendo. I love the fact that we might see, you know, we're going to see more Rare stuff going to the Switch, to the Nintendo where Rare started out. Like, I think that's just great. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's... I love what they were doing there. Some of the other stuff we saw from Microsoft, I, I was very impressed with. Or it just looked very different, very interesting. Uh, that <laughs> dude, how funny was our reaction with that Blair Witch? <laughs> when, oh, yeah, it's like, what is this? What, what is this? This is like found footage. Okay, maybe it's like uh, a, another Outcast. Oh, it was no uh, Alan uh, Wake. Uh, was it Outlast? No, well, or, uh, yeah, that's what we that's what we thought. We thought Alan Wake at first. Yeah, the both of us I, in I unison were pro- like. Like both of us in units were like, "Oh my god, another Alan Wake!" And then yeah, it's we're like, like, "Yeah, do another Alan." Because I love that game. Oh, that game love, was so awesome. Love great Alan story Wake. to it. I thought it had great mechanics. Oh. Uh, but then, then, then I, I think you said it. And you're like, "No, this can't be Blair Witch." I'm like, "What Blair Witch? What?" Yeah, but I, and I remember it was like <laughs> and they, they showed out. You're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> well, like they showed like a half second flip. Of that stick figure, and I'm like, yeah, the little stick figure, and I'm like, no, no, it can't be. And then they showed that scene, you know, where the guy's in the corner at like the end, the end frame of the original Blair Witch. I'm like, this is fucking Blair Witch, and then it zooms out. It's like Blair Witch, like (laughs) yeah, it's like son of a. Uh, I I easily think that was probably the second biggest shocker of E3. I'm very intrigued about that game. Um, Yeah, I've been curious, like you know where are they taking it at, at the same time it's like if it, it, it feels like a good uh i'd say franchise but uh, a good franchise to like take into kind of like you know similar to something like a, like an outlast uh, yeah. or something like that where it's like you know you kind of have the camera and you know you kind of like yeah yeah outlast fatal like, frame kind of deal yeah exactly it's like I think I think the Blair Witch, you know, it lends story, itself to that. Yeah, the the legend, yeah, lends itself perfectly to that. I, I think like now, have you seen? Was it? There was a sequel. I haven't seen it, but I ended up watching oh, like you know, like a, a breakdown on it. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it, uh, well, I heard it's pretty bad, and it also introduces like this whole like time warp thing, and it's like uh, what? Not stop, just stop. And, like. So the question is, are they incorporating what was in that sequel, whatever? Yeah, I don't with know the game or not. I don't know. I I like the fact that uh, I I was reading something the other day. It's like already spurring interest in the original movie, which I think is wicked cool. Because sure. again, like. Uh, again, going back in time, you know, you might have seen the Blair Witch, you know, a couple of years ago, whatever. But when that movie was being marketed, um, and again, the internet was not as big of a thing at that point, so it wasn't like things were getting debunked within five minutes. And there was a real air of, holy shit, like, this is some real found footage. 
And, it, well, it kicked off the whole found footage yeah. genre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember that because it's like, you know, yeah, it's exactly that. It's like, yo, we found this footage. And I think that I want to say there was something on like the sci fi channel. They had like, you know, the Blair Witch documentary yes, special. Yes, whatever. that's right. And, that's and that right. hyped it up even more. Of like, it's like, you know, and it's like, is this real? What is this? And like, <laughs> and, and you just didn't know. Like, there was no. There was no site out there. There was nothing you could like go to on the internet that was like, "Oh yeah, this is fake. This this is this. Oh, this yeah, person, yeah, yeah. you know, this person's from this movie." It just did not exist. So this marketing campaign for this, what maybe, I think at the time it was shot for about sixty grand. It was it was like you know it was a decent. It's pretty low, yeah. Decent number for you know just a bunch of broke kids, but it was one of those like for a movie even in you know that year like you said nineteen ninety nine that was next to nothing to make a movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was either ninety nine or two thousand one of the two. Yeah, it was it was around that time. I think I was still in high school. So again, so you have this like natural marketing campaign where people were just completely curious about this, and holy crap, like this this is actually real, and this movie slaughtered at the box office that summer, like. Obviously, yeah. you know, I, th- I think it was shortly after it came out, like, the actors were kind of caught out in public and started doing <laughs> yeah, it's interviews. like, oh, this, this is a movie movie. <laughs> but it was genius. I mean, it, all it mattered, and this is where I thought the marketing plan was so genius, was that people thought it was real for about a week. You know, that opening week. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you didn't get a ticket, like, as soon as possible, that shit was selling out like in seconds and it was hard to find theaters where you weren't camping out to go see this movie like it, it was pretty crazy for its time but again this is all right literally 20 years ago holy fuck that's crazy yeah oh, man Woo. that is fucking crazy so now you know we see this game at e3 and it's like holy shit this is bringing blair witch back like this is really cool so I don't know. I, I'm very intrigued by it. I, I'd like to see what they do. I think, like you said, I think they're going for the Outlast angle, something that like that, like Fatal Frame. It seems like, you know, something like that where you're seeing nothing in front of you, but on the camera it's, like, all fucked up and creepy, and I'm all about right. that. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I think that was probably my second favorite highlight. I think everybody's favorite highlight, and <laughs> I, I don't think I'm alone <laughs> in this. <laughs> Uh, a, obviously the big get at E3 this year was Cyberpunk. We wanted to see oh, more about man. Cyberpunk. Looks so good. It looks perfect. It looks perfect. Like, and it's CD Projekt Red, and they just they have gotten better with every game they've made. And obviously, The Witcher Three is their masterstroke. And I just I think this game is already positioning to be even better than that. And uh, you know, they, they released a bunch of footage, and we're watching this fucking beautiful, like, teaser, gameplay, whatever the hell we want to call it. We've already seen a bunch of gameplay from the game. They've, they've demoed that before. I mean, it's Yeah, they did that back solid... in the spring. And then, yeah. Yeah, then we, then we got kind of like an, an additional... Uh, like 20 you know, minutes. Say, uh, pre, pre-rendered, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, kind of uh, trailer video, movie video if you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then you know it, you know it's like oh, okay yeah it looks great obviously no gameplay but we saw it back in the spring and, uh-huh. and it's like yeah so, so, sign me up for cyberpunk it still it still looks like something yeah, i want to play i'm i'm right there like i'm buying it i'm pre-ordering it it's one of the few games i'll pre-order i know it's going to be a good spend 
and then we're watching this <laughs> we're watching this trailer and it's like all of a sudden the character gets knocked out and he wakes up on the street and he's being helped to his feet and Nick and I are both like is that fucking Keanu? Keanu Reeves, and then the you know then they cut to the stage and the door opens and like okay out it's the guy he comes. <laughs> he comes. My first thought was like, you know, it's like, oh, Keanu Reeves. Okay, they're gonna have they're gonna have some guy come out. And, you know, he's gonna look like him. Or... Talk about, or you know, I, I I thought they were just gonna like, you know, he's gonna talk. We're gonna have Keanu Reeves. Like, no, it was Keanu Reeves it comes out on like stage. Keanu Reeves. It's, it's like oh, it's so. And, and did you hear about the the guy that that? Uh, oh yeah. Like shout, shouted at the Keanu. Oh yeah, he got like a whole like care got, package. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh man, that's awesome. Like you're you're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like I've I have watched E3 for the past ten years <laughs> easily, if not more. Like it's always been one of the highlights of my year. Oh yeah. This yeah. was my favorite. Like this was that point where, you know, he he just you always hear stories, you, you know, about certain actors, and every story you hear about Keanu Reeves is he is the nicest, the coolest, just like, like, he's that guy, like, that will buy the, you know, the crew member on set that's looking down and buy him a sandwich for lunch and be like, hey, yeah, thanks yeah. thanks for what you're doing. Like, he's supposedly one of the nicest people in Hollywood. And you could tell, like, he may, you know, he obviously did a bunch of voice acting for the game. He did some mocap, obviously. You could tell by the... the the shots they showed, you know, he was involved. Mm -hmm. You know, he may not have known uh, he, he may not have known exactly what he was doing as far as what this game was going to be, but you could tell he was jazzed about it, and it was just that energy, I think, transferred to that crowd, and, like, you could tell, like, he wasn't there, he wasn't, like, looking down at anybody, it wasn't tongue-in-cheek, like, he was genuinely happy oh, to yeah, be there. Oh, yeah, it was, like, the, the genuine response, both from the crowd and then, you and know, from, from him. him as well. Yeah. So. yeah, like, the crowd, like, he just stole the fucking show. Like, that was one of the best E3 moments I've ever seen. And then, of course, you have the guy in the crowd's like, you're breathtaking, and he just, like, <laughs> he stops mid-sense, like, you're breathtaking, it's like, holy shit. Like this, the, we're watching history in the fucking making here. It was just very, very cool, and uh, I mean, Christ, if the entire planet wasn't hype on cyberpunk, they are now. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> My God. I can't wait. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so there. That game looks like it's gonna be great. Um, some other highlights. We're not necessarily going into too much detail. Obviously, uh, Witcher Three is coming to Switch. That's another big one. Um, I'm. Anxious to see how the hell they're going to pull that off because it's just a beautiful game, and we, you know, the Switch has its limits. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, well, even in the demo they showed from the Nintendo, I think it was a Nintendo Direct, uh, yeah, uh, feed like the, the it, tree like, for it. Okay, as I, I could call tell, it. I, I could tell it was the Witcher. was like, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> we are watered down. Because <laughs> I've been, I was like recently playing it, so I, it was very fresh in my mind of like, this is how it should look with you know the top end you know graphics card. And it's like, it ran. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, oh, it's you the Switch. Yeah, you haven't and played me. that, have you? Until uh, recently. Not until recently, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So it, it was it was worth you know I I got to finish it like uh, I think about a halfway maybe three quarters now all the way through but I got I got to go back in and finish it. But, so uh, are you having a you, blast? Uh, did you get to Skellige? Skellige? No, I think I'm on my way there. All right, so you're not even halfway through. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind, never mind. <laughs> well, I got a whole lot more to play then. Well, all right, I'll, I'll say Skellige is probably like the sixty percent point, but I mean, dude. 
masterstroke of open-ended RPG. I'm like so jazzed you're oh, playing yeah. through it. Oh, Such yeah. a great I'm, game. I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, it's been in the library forever. It's just like one of those, like, oh, I got to get around to playing. And it's like, man, I can't believe I didn't play this earlier. Yeah, because it's just, it just completely fun. Oh, so great. Uh, I just, it's one of my favorite games of all time. And in fact, I kind of want to, oh, God, I fucking own it on... Let's see, I own it on Xbox. What else do I own? I want to get it on PC so I can really max this fucker out and <laughs> play it on play it on beautiful oh, mode. Yeah, well, it, 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 I think, what is it, a two, three-year-old game now? Yeah, it's getting up there, but it's still fucking gorgeous. But it, but it's, the, oh, yeah, that's the thing. It still looks absolutely great. So, yeah. It's like, yeah, definitely so, worth trying I to mean, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad my, my pals, my, my, my Switch-owning pals will get to play it. You know, Kyle, god damn it, we miss you, you piece of shit. Get back on here. Get back out of here. Don't <laughs> <laughs> be a slacker. But I'm glad, like, it, it is coming to Switch, and, you know, he'll get to experience that and enjoy it. I mean, he's got a PS4, but, motherfucker, you gotta play that game. Um, other highlights, there's a new Breath of the Wild. The, the only thing, and again, I don't oh, yeah. own a Switch. I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but I will say what very much impressed me about this was just the speed at which we're hearing about a Zelda sequel. Again, Nick and I go back a long way. A Zelda game is like a once-in-a-console-generation thing. And it made the... Breath of the Wild made the ass end of the Wii U. Like, that was originally supposed to be a Wii U game. Right, yeah. It was, it was the tail end of the Wii U, and then it's like, nope, going on... Well, I, I think it... Did it it, it released. Both? Yeah, it came out on both. yeah. yeah. But it was one of those, like, I think more people played it on the Switch. Because, right. obviously, the Wii U, biggest misstep. But I loved the idea. I think without the Wii U, you don't have a Switch. So, you've got to be thankful for the Wii U. Yes, yeah. And uh, But, yeah, so, the fact that we're even hearing about another Zelda game, and the fact that it's coming out for this generation is kind of mind-blowing. Like, they just, they don't release Zelda games this quickly this has never happened much less every zelda game that has been released this is kind of like a final fantasy where it's almost like a reset of the entire story yeah, it's, it's a self-contained story like it'll have elements that are the same yeah. you know it's always like the triforce Zelda. yeah yeah and some of the you know some of the latter ones they've, they've been adding in more of the character like the the um uh like the races so like you know there's the um Moblins, yeah, the Moblins. There's the uh, the rock people. I forget. forget Octoroks. Yeah, yeah, and the fish people. Yeah, like the rock people, fish people, uh, the desert tribe. Yeah, you know things like that. So you know, like, like it always seems like there's a measure of familiarity, but at the same time, it's something completely new. So yeah, so it's it's one of those like, I I was I was very shocked. I was like, what the hell are they doing here? Is this DLC? No, this is a whole new fucking game. Holy shit. So I was very, very, uh, very shocked about that. Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens there. I might eventually get a Switch. Especially if I hear back from California. I'll get one sooner. <laughs> Come on, guys. Get your shit together. Uh, the next on the list I was uh, that basically got completely leaked and wasn't a huge surprise was uh, uh, Elden Ring. A uh, game coming out between uh, From Software and George R. R. Martin. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yep. Yep, I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. A, because it, it is tits up, totally soaked in Norse mythology, which 
is one of my favorite things next to Greek mythology. I just, I love that kind of stuff. So, I mean, Christ, I've got like 300 hours in Odyssey at this point. So, let's not go there. But, um, yeah, no, Elden Ring, I, I love the concept. I love the idea. Uh, maybe now that George R. R. Martin's actually done writing and doing work for that, he'll actually finish his fucking books. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but you'll find you. another excuse. He really will. And, like, I just want to smack him. Like, I just want to sm- Yeah. I've said it many times. I'm a writer. I'm not nearly as famous <laughs> as he is. But, God damn it, if I was, I'd be like, look, this is my job. You guys are foaming at the mouth. Here's your book. You know? But anyway, oh, and on the book front, and I'll I'll stop after this. Uh, Jim Butcher did announce that the uh, the latest sequel to the Dresden Files, Peace Talks, is finally done, and he is going to give us a release date soon. Uh, if you haven't read the Dresden Files, Nick, holy shit, get on that. It's fantastic. Fantastic. The show. the show's pretty good. Oh, you, you liked the show? Yeah. Why? Was it, you think it was bad? Or does it not live up to the books right It does not live up to the books. And oh, okay. I'll, I'll say, all right, all right, all right. I didn't want to diverge too much, but I will say this much. <laughs> the show did what it could on a sci-fi, as in sci-fi with a Y and a Y, uh, right. level budget. Um, but read the books. The books are absolutely incredible. Uh, they're my f- my second favorite are urban, urban fantasy books next to the Iron Druid. But, I mean, if you like the tone of the show, it nailed the tone of it. It definitely got, like, the character of Dresden. Yeah, I, I think I, that's what I enjoyed the most. It was the, kind of like this, you know, modern wizard, so to speak, type of thing. Okay. you, you got to check out the books, especially if okay. you I mean, granted, your commute's getting a lot shorter. But uh, <laughs> yeah. for the next month and a half, grab a few, grab the first couple of them off of Audible. They're, okay. nar- they're narrated by... Uh, Oh God! What's his name? James Marsters, the guy that played Spike in Buffy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and he's perfect. He's like the perfect narrator. He's the perfect Dresden, and um, they're they're amazing books. Like, I think Peace Talks is going to be number fifteen, and you can just tear through them. I mean, they're great. I would love to see a TV show actually do it, like do it justice and have the budget to do it justice. But I think you'd really enjoy it anyway. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> anyway, that yeah, that all spurred from Butcher's writing, Martin's not. Um, so we'll go from there. Uh, other highlights, obviously the the other big player is the Final Fantasy VII remake. It looks fantastic. Oh man, did that look gorgeous! I mean, Fucking they, they debuted it last year, but man, it's just like yeah, okay. <clears throat> now, but we're still having to wait till next year. That, yeah. that was my biggest problem with 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 this E three. With the exception of Nintendo, like Nintendo, I think was like one of the only ones, or one of the, one of the few ones. Like the, I think there was always a nineteen title in almost every. Um, yeah, like Xbox has the latest gears, thing. like the gears. But, gears but of yeah, Wars everything out. we were seeing was all twenty twenty or beyond. Yeah, like March uh, or April twenty twenty, and you know that yeah. shit ain't solid. And Nintendo was really the only one that was consistent. Like every one of our things, like some are coming out now, and some are coming yep. out by the holidays, and like all 2019. And it's like, but I, yeah. but I get it because you know it's like uh, Microsoft is entering this weird. It's it, we're ending the limbo phase of you know yep. uh, the end of life, Scarlet, and yeah, end of life <laughs> for the Xbox One. We're getting Scarlet uh, holiday next year, yep. so everyone's probably on the new architecture, but they can't really release for the one right now. Yeah, exactly. And and likewise with, you know, obviously Sony wasn't there, but they did release, like, their thing. Like, they're doing, you know, their next PS3. Did they have a date? I, I, I missed if there was a date um, specifically for that I yet. Don't, or, I don't think they gave 
a date. Okay. And I think that's where Microsoft kind of had the one up, but it's going to kind of bite them in the ass too. I think I think Sony played this one smart, basically saying it was in development, and they're going to give a date the next E3. And I would almost, uh, I would. Well, almost, I hope yeah. so. I mean, like at the same time, it's like they they really needed to show up and just uh, <clears throat> at the very least do what Microsoft did. It's like here's all the stuff that's coming, even though it's not this year. I would, yeah, like, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. Yeah, like their absence, I, I think, was definitely felt. And you know, it's like it makes them you know, look like we have absolutely nothing. It's like that's not. Yeah. I'm sure that's not the case. I mean, Chris, Phil, like, Phil Spencer said the same thing. He's like, he was like really sorry that Sony wasn't there this year. He's like, he, he's like, yeah. I always enjoyed, you know, the Sony presentations and like the friendly jabbing that we had, but it always spurred each of us to do more. And the fact that they didn't even show up. And, yeah, and it was like may not didn't even like tease. I don't know something with like indie developers yeah. or like other games on Sony, like because I'm sure like that's got to be a hit to like people who you know released on Sony or you know, yeah, how many exclusives I... are coming out in the next couple months or a year or so? Yeah, I mean, I think the only big one really is going to be Death Stranding. Like that's that and and Last of Us Two. Is that this year though, or is that next year? I think that might be next year, actually. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, regardless, <clears throat> it's like yeah, just like total absenteeism is like I, I don't think that's the way. Like I, I yeah, understand. Yeah. I the feel, I almost like, feel like yeah. they're overconfident. Like I mean, because yeah. look, let's let's not mince words. Um, I want a PS4 pretty fuck or what is it? Yeah, PS4 pretty bad. Like just so I could play Spider Man. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> God of War and Bloodborne and a whole other list of exclus- exclusives that Sony just knocked it out of the goddamn park. And <clears throat> you know, okay, this generation I had kids, so I got an Xbox One. And that was it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I I feel like it's a a pretty big miscalculation on their part, even if they didn't have much to show. You know, at least you could show stuff that was coming. Yeah, again, like kind of like Microsoft did. And I don't know. I, f- I, I wonder, is it overconfidence? Like, we, we knocked it out of the park. We don't need to do anything more. And we're just going to wait on the PS5. Um, okay. I mean, I, I wonder if they if they think they're good enough to kind of go the Nintendo route. <clears throat> and do their own thing. And I don't know. I feel like even as good as they did this generation... I think that would be a mistake on their part. I agree. Uh, yeah. To do to do the Sony tree fort, um, just because I think the reason it works for Nintendo is Nintendo's been a household name for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if they did, uh, you know, uh, like tree fort slash, almost. you know, direct or whatever, like. They they just weren't at the show floor. Period. period like they didn't even yeah, have like yeah, you know games huge. set up for demos. Like I could understand. It's like okay, yeah, they didn't want to do anything. I I almost half expected them to do kind of a direct. Like are they gonna do a Nintendo direct? But yeah, like, no, I would have preferred like... them do that. You know, it, it's better than nothing. Like I just wonder if that's gonna be their plan next year. If they do that next year, I'd call yeah. that a, a gross miscalculation. If they plan on releasing the PS5 in the you know in the holiday season, I think they gotta be there. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's becoming kind of a weird thing. I mean, I always like watching the E3s 
you know, in in the past because like you never knew what was going to happen on oh, stage. Like it was, it was kind of, like, I kind of watched it for the cringe factor. It's kind of like, oh, here comes the train wreck. You can see it coming in slow motion. <laughs> Who is going to blue but screen now, first? <laughs> exactly. Who's, and you know, and that was like the day where they actually <laughs> did run the game on stage and, the, and they had the high possibility of that happening now it's very it's very curated, catered, very you're, curated. You're watching a trailer yeah or or you go the nintendo direct route where it's like yeah it's just all pre-done it's just video. not what it used to be my god oh, you... absolutely not but yeah. nonetheless like they need to have a presence at e3 irregardless yeah. like, like no, you totally just need agree. to be there if anything again i think it's better for the industry i think it spurs everybody to be on their game you know, because mm -hmm. let's, you know, again, it, Sony, this generation, number one, no doubt. May not be the most powerful console. Xbox One may technically be more powerful, and it, it has shown itself to be. But what counts is the games, and Sony has knocked it out of the fucking park this generation. There is no question about it. Uh, Switch would be a very close second. I think they've, they've done awesome with the hardware they have. <clears throat> And I think Microsoft would be the first to admit, you know, they don't they don't have the exclusive titles. But they've got some great stuff that I think they're doing as an infrastructure that I think is gonna really push them forward in the next generation. I mean, the the big announcement at, at E three, which I've now been a part of since I, I basically signed up that day, was Game Pass for PC. Mm-hmm. And I think it's yeah, become that was big. Oh, it's huge. And again, like, it doesn't sound like a big deal for console owners. You know, there's there's kind of been, like, you know, you've had Gamefly. You've had other ways to, like, kind of try games and not buy them. But I think where Microsoft has really nailed it in this generation is they are setting up this infrastructure of, A, backward compatibility to the point where Sony has had to come out and say the PS5 is going to be backward compatible uh, because Microsoft has made it a point to say that's like one of their staples for the new console, and they did it this generation too, and it's like, so you have them going that route, and they've set that standard. Then they set this standard with Game Pass on Xbox, which I've been a part of, I think, since like month two that Game Pass came out, and let me tell you, like, I'm a very impulsive game buyer like if it catches my eye and i'm interested in it i'm probably gonna buy it that doesn't work out so well on you know my current budget so finding <laughs> something like game pass on console was an awesome thing for me because inevitably i i would say general i'll give a generous percentage and say 70 percent of the games that i really wanted to play on xbox and try out eventually came to game pass and I could download it, I could try it, and, you know, it's like, oh, I'm glad I didn't spend, you know, spend money on that, or, holy shit, like, what a deal this is, like, you know, ten bucks a month, I'm having a ball with this game, and then they announce it for PC, and I, I can't overstate this enough, there has never been something like that for PC that, A, works as easily as Game Pass for PC does, to where it's just like, oh, alright, I'm gonna download that and play it. And not have, like, 10,000, you know, DRM drivers installed on your computer that cripples right, it from doing, yeah. you know, 10 million other things. <clears throat> we never really had a rental service 
unless you call what I do on Steam a rental service where I'll drop 30 bucks on a game, decide in 10 minutes it sucks, and then submit a support yeah, ticket. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Return, which, which is clunky and clumsy <clears throat> to begin with. You know? I'm a fucking master at it, though, let me tell you what. <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, and I mean, like that, we really never have that option as PC gamers, and now we do. And I have got to say, like I said, I... I I upgraded my Xbox Live and Game Pass and all that to the Ultimate so I could have the PC. And the initial PC Game Pass list is so fucking good. Like, it's ridiculously good. What game were we talking about like an episode or two ago that I really wanted to try? That you were telling me about it's a great chill game and a great game to just, you know? Oh, um... I don't kick, know, was it Outer Wilds, or... No, 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 it was one of those, you know, kick back and just play, and there's some survival... Oh, satis sat satisfactory? No, Astroneer. Oh, Astroneer, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's like, there's, there's a couple of them, yeah, Astroneer's definitely another one. Yeah, super chill. No it's enemies, on Game yeah. Pass. I, I fucking hooked it up. Oh, is I, it? oh man. It's on PC yeah, Game that's, Pass. That's perfect for it. I love that game. It's great. Uh, some other games that I've I picked up on Game Pass that I'm thoroughly enjoying on PC: Surviving Mars, uh, Gears mm -hmm. of Gears of War Ultimate Edition. I, I'm I'm looking forward to going back to that. I haven't actually played it yet. One that I was intending on buying that I'm glad I didn't because just like other Paradox games, it needs about ten more DLCs and it'll be great. <laughs> is uh, Imperator Rome still a solid okay. game? You know, still pretty good so far. If you like Crusader Kings in Rome with a lot more of a political layer. I'm digging it so far. Uh, Hellblade, Senwa's Sacrifice. I, I'm glad to play that on a, a really powerful PC. Looks fucking gorgeous. Uh, Crosscode, which was a game I was trying to get a review copy of for the longest time. It's a great little Chrono Trigger looking graphic RPG with like... Oh, nice. Uh, but more like Ys or uh, action RPG elements like button mashing, sword attacks and stuff like that. You know, it's not turn-based. It's it's like you fight on the map. It's great. It's a great little game. Like, if I had to make a recommendation for a PC Game Pass alone, that would be one of them. Like, CrossCode is really worth picking up. Uh, I grabbed The Messenger, which is like um, like Ninja Gaiden, almost. Okay. S same kind of platformer, but with like a total tongue-in-cheek story that has me laughing out loud. Um, State of Decay 2, which I have on Xbox, and the genius, mm -hmm. the genius of this one is it's using the same community I have on Xbox, so I haven't missed a beat. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's great cross-platform play. Cross play. That's one thing I did take away from, from Microsoft's announcement, which I think is one of the largest things uh, that, you know, I, granted, we, you know, I, I agree, it's like, there, there's no need for, like, a winner or loser, but, like, they, you know, definitely put them up a few notches, despite the fact that, you know, all, their, all the games are coming out were, like, 2020. Yeah. But, is it's this whole crossplay like they they have play it fully anywhere? Embraced, yeah, they have fully embraced console and PC. It's like that's what they needed to do in the first place. Oh, like yeah. they nailed that, and we could see it coming. I think it was like two three years ago when they uh, announced um, Rocket League. Uh, I think it was Rocket League and like the the most uh, you know the whole. I've, it went under another mm -hmm. name. I, I want to say it was like Windows Crossover or something. Oh, like uh, that. Windows Play Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, and 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 that was uh, Sea of Thieves. Yeah, and, and, and like five other games that didn't matter. Exactly, and now it's just like okay, we're just going to do everything via. Uh, well, I say Xbox, you know, but the uh, Microsoft um, the Game Pass, 
Game yeah. Pass. It's like, yes, that's what needs to happen now. It's you genius. now and and the way the way they're kind of like. Uh, I say kind of sucking about everything, but in terms of like, there's the, uh, the collaboration with Nintendo. So I yeah. think um, I want to say like Fortnite was one of them, but I think there's several other games where it's like the multiplayer is going to involve both PC, uh, you know, PC and PC, console, cons- you know, you know, PC, Xbox, and Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. That's fucking amazing! And man. I think Sony finally like relented. I, I think at least on the Fortnite front they did that but it's like get on board sony come on just like it's an easy win well and that's just, that's just the thing they feel and do it and this is where i think they're they're sitting in the same seat they are with e3 where they just feel they don't have to do that because they're top of the heap and that's where i think they're going to miss out and i'll yeah. say this with full disclosure i think microsoft was at the same place you know after the 360 they figured oh we're number one we you know fuck you know physical copies and they they when they initially came out with the the xbox one and what it was going to be they got booed off stage man like it was it was going to be this like copy protected digital only oh yeah super lockdown yeah super yeah, lockdown yeah, yeah. and you know they just they got too confident man but i think they learned their lesson and i'm telling you the stuff that i'm finding again just on pc game pass i, I would say my number one highlight and i've done a couple streams of it uh, if you go on Twitch and and check out Retro Rents Al, I've been playing this game on PC called Operencia: The Stolen Sun. It is, okay. it is such a fun surprise for me. Uh, obviously, I've mentioned on other episodes I loved The Bard's Tale Four by In Exile Entertainment, and this is kind of in that same vein, that first person. But this is a you know, Bard's Tale Four was kind of a, a you know first person smoother kind of. Skyrimy interface, but Operancy is like, no, fuck it. We're going beautiful graphics, but it's still a grid-based first-person RPG like your old gold box games, mm-hmm. or like Eye of the Beholder. It reminds me of Eye of the Beholder, which I played the shit out of when I was younger, and it's got a great story, good puzzles, hilarious humor, and great role-playing elements i'm i'm just having so much fun with this game that i may not have bought or you know maybe i would have but again the fact that it's on game pass for pc i've probably streamed about six hours of it at this point and it is just so much fun so much fun to play man like and it's just me going to nobody because i i don't even think people were watching but i'm just doing it because i want to get some footage of this game out there for people to check out it's a really cool game man it's a lot of fun if you like those classic rpgs like uh champions of kryn death knights of kryn uh eye of the beholder you know one through three it's really built uh wizardry would be another good example mm-hmm. it's, it, it's really built in the spirit of those games and it's it's brought into the future and done so right it's like the perfect tribute with a bunch of new features and just a really really good game and uh again like pc game pass and then i downloaded marvel vs capcom infinite and i realized how much i suck at fighting games um but yeah like and and again the deal they have going right now if you really want to get the most out of it go find a, a sale to get like three years of Xbox Live Gold for like thirty bucks, you, you can find it out there. There's sites running promotions where you can get like multiple years of Xbox Live Gold, and then you can literally upgrade to Xbox Live Ultimate for a dollar, which will give you Game Pass for PC and Xbox 
for the length of your Xbox Gold uh, subscription. Oh, nice. So you could get three years of Game Pass for $31. Man. And it's for all, like, PC and Xbox systems. Yeah, and, all, all and, together, yeah. And your Xbox Live Gold. And nice. then, all said and done, when that three years is up, I think it's 15 bucks a month. For all three yeah, of those services. Yeah, they did say, like, you know, the ultimate is 15 and then uh, each individual one is 10 which is which is you know still it's yeah you know, I feel like a steal like if you're oh, playing a game yeah, for you know within three to four months you know you could play one game for three to four months and it would pay for itself now granted it's like gives you access to really I, I think the more treasure trove will be the oh, indie yeah. games because like totally when those come up on you know Steam or uh, Epic or GOG or whatever it's like sometimes you're like oh this looks great but you know it's like I want to buy that yeah I don't know I don't know if I want to put money down on it, even though it might be like you know 15 20 bucks or something like that yeah but inevitably like, stuff like that's coming to game pass it just yeah happens. I mean they advertise a lot uh, at, the, at the Microsoft thing it's like yeah like I that that game looks interesting I don't know if I would outright buy it by itself but it's like if it's on a subscription service Hell yeah, I would just like instantly download it, play it like maybe like a day or yeah. something. Maybe I wouldn't, and that would be the other thing. Like maybe I wouldn't play it that long, but that subscription just allows you to do that. You see a whole breadth of games. Really, again, I, for steal is you know, I mean, again, if you're beating a game within three or four months, it's paying for itself. And if you're doing multiple games, then you know, forget about it. Then you're gaming the system. It's the blockbuster yeah. of video games, is what we're getting at. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, Half and our again, younger audience just went, "What." Yeah, what? <laughs> is that place where you you got videos? What is it like a Netflix? <laughs> what's a what's a what's a video? <laughs> what's a VHS? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, and I'm only gonna talk about this for two sentences. Amazon Prime, uh, if you have it, there's a phenomenal documentary on there called VHS Lives. Oh, I, I saw. Yeah, I think you tweeted about that. I, I've been meaning to like watch it. Like, oh. is that? Is that good? It was awesome. Watch it because I know you okay. can appreciate. You will absolutely appreciate it. Um, it goes into a lot of the the independent uh, horror films that were made back in the mm. day that you'd always find at video stores, but how like a lot of them never got transferred to DVD, and how there's like a whole culture of people that still love their VHS and their VHS collections, and how it's starting to make a comeback. It was very fascinating because they interviewed a lot of the icons of the horror industry that, that really miss that media because you, you don't see mm -hmm. it, you know, in the DVD source. Anyway, check it out. VHS lives. It's fucking awesome. Definitely. It's yeah. Yeah. Such a great watch. Yeah. It's on my list. <laughs> and the guy I was tweeting to, uh, Harrison Smith, he's a director. Uh, he, he's done, uh, the field he's done. Well, I, don't, I think he was a producer on that. Uh, what is the new one he did? It's like the, the special or something like that. It's like his latest horror. Mm, but he okay. was he, he was my teacher in eighth grade. He was like, you know how like you'd have in grade school your main teacher and then they'd have like the up-and-coming teacher that would like take over class for a month? Mm -hmm. And uh, he was my teacher for a month. And like he, oh, wow. he would run the film, the film club at school and um, like they would make movies like, you know, production, professional quality grade, you know, movies with kids at the school for, like, whatever screenplay he was working on. It was just the first time I'd ever seen anything like that, and you could get to be in a little independent movie. Well, now he's, like, actually gone on to be a big, you know, big-time director. And uh, so I was, I, I, I still talk to him. You know, he was a, a big inspiration to me as a writer. Like, he read some of my earliest work and was very encouraging. 
But um, yeah, so I, I, I posted that to him because his, his taste is in horror. He loves doing horror movies. And I was like, holy shit, dude, you got to check this out. Because if you like horror, especially, like this is just a treat. You're going to see stuff on people's shelves where you're like, holy shit, I haven't thought about that movie since I was a kid. <laughs> and it's just there. It's, it was a great watch. But anyway, yeah, so there's my two lines that turned into 20. Fuck off. It's my show. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... Again, going back to E3, I thought this was a great year, and I thought it was probably the first year where I think the the people at the front of the pack, you know, the leaders, I would say, of these these consoles, you know, Nintendo, Xbox, can't speak for Sony, they were not there, but I feel like, you know, Phil Spencer and, uh, Christ, uh, Doug Bowser, you know, like, all that. that <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that. that name. Dude, how fucking great is that? I don't care. Like, how great they, is that? They, they fully embraced I was, I was hoping they would, and like, they fully yeah. embraced it with the direct. <laughs> like, they, like I, no, the other, bro. <laughs> it was so great. Like, it just shows you, like, we're really in a really a great era of gaming right now, where it's mm-hmm. like, they know just how seriously to take themselves. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. They know just how seriously to take themselves and and not overdo it and then still have a whole bunch of fun. And it just... I think out of any E3 I've watched, this year was probably... Even though you didn't have, like, the ground-shaking, holy shit, announcements of games that you and I have seen in the past where oh, we're, yeah. we're sitting on the edge of our seats, we're, like, even sitting in our own homes, jumping out of our chairs, going, yeah! Like, you know, it... It didn't have those moments, but to me that was okay because I really felt like the more important things we were seeing is that the companies that were there are so eager to work together to better the gaming industry as a whole and the things that we love about gaming. And I don't know, like that to me was just like this was an E3 for everybody. Like everybody won on this one, man. And it just makes you it makes you excited for what's coming it definitely does for me like i i just think we're we're in for a really great 2 to 3 years and i'll include sony in this because <clears throat> i i do think they are going to try to make up for not being there and and i think they're going to come out swinging for the fences cuz i don't think they want to go the same route Microsoft did and get too overconfident, but who knows? But I, I think either way, we're going to see some of the best games in general coming out over the next couple years, and we've seen some incredible works of art, uh, to be clear, I think, in this generation. But I think it's only going to get better, and I think that was my favorite part about E3, was just like, you, you didn't walk away from that going, man, like, there's nothing to look forward to. There was something to look forward to no matter who you were. I mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah, for for sure. Like, even though it's like, yeah, a lot of stuff 2020, it's like, you're right. Like, there's a lot of like, oh, yeah, that looks cool. That's on my radar. I need to make sure, to, you know, I, I, I keep my eye out for that when it finally comes yeah. out. New Animal Crossing. I mean, I know I know mm-hmm. people who love that series. I played it previously on the Wii. I loved it. I'm excited to see that, you know, coming to the Switch. And, um, yeah, I just, I think we're entering a really cool era where there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff. So... I, I thoroughly enjoyed E3 this year. I'm, I, I Again, I'm not going to say I was blown away by anything, but it was very, very enjoyable, and it just very promising. I think there's a lot of cool stuff to come, um, a lot of interesting stuff. Like I said, that Blair Witch looks interesting as hell. 
we got a new Zelda to look forward to. Cyberpunk is going to just slay, I think. I, uh, I, I don't see that falling victim to the hype train. That game just looks great. So there's just a lot of stuff coming, and I think it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's pretty much all I want to talk about it for E3. I mean, they, they should Watch Dog Legions, and I think that might be the next Watch Dogs I pick up. I, I would love to get Watch Dogs 2 on discount because I heard it was better than Watch Dogs 1, which I fucking hated. I, really? I, mm. I hated that game. I, I it's, hated... It's on, my, it's, on, it's on my list. It came with my, my graphics card, but I never played it yet, so I'll probably one? get around to it. But... Two? Uh, one. One. Oh. Go ahead and give it a try. See if you hate the fucking protagonist as much as I do. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> He was so hateable, and it just, the story was meh. Like, you could tell there was a good framework there. That was about it. And I heard Watch Dogs 2 was a lot better, but I'll say Watch Dogs 3 looked great, which is Legions, Watch Dogs Legions. Yeah, de- a... definitely had, I, I love the whole, like, <laughs> I, I, I Grandma with a pistol. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I want to play as Granny, like, I, I want to do a Granny playthrough. <laughs> yeah, I put a breath. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping you can, like, I'm curious... Because it didn't look like you were necessarily forced to necessarily move on to another player, unless like no, you know, unless you died, say player, but uh, unless you died. But I'm wondering if if you can do that. Like, you know, obviously, there's probably the option is like, yeah, obviously they they kind of intend you to switch around yeah. characters for different roles or whatever. But it's like, could you play through the game as, as one grandma. character? Could, could you, <laughs> yeah, could you do the granny playthrough? Because I, I would love to beat the hell out of people. I would I would stream that shit. <laughs> Start to finish. <laughs> yeah, no, and I even put in parentheses. It looks fucking bananas. Like I can't wait to play it. It looks cool. Uh, Gods and Monsters was another one that raised my eyebrow. Uh, looks like Ubisoft is taking the AC Odyssey uh, home run and and just going Borderlands with it. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> so we'll see what happens there. Interesting. That's that's about all I had for it. <clears throat> and uh, that was it for my highlights of E3. Unless you had any any that uh, stood out to you that you wanted to talk about. No, I think you you covered most of everything. I'm looking at my list real like real quick. Um, <coughs> some, there was some cool stuff. I always like watching the PC show. Um, uh, nothing really super stood out, but let's see. Let me look through this real quick. Um, oh, the outer what is it? The outer rim or something like that. Outer rim. Uh, not not the one that's on Game Pass now, where it's like the time loop exploration game, but it was another one that looked kind of Borderlandsy. It was like the Outer Worlds. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Outland, I think it was uh, no. the Bethesda one. Yeah, the Bethesda one. I don't know. I don't think it was called Outland though. I, I want to say I thought it was Outland, but but I know. Yeah, that that one looks sweet. That one looks uh, great. definitely looking uh, forward to it because that, that's from the same people who did um, uh, Outer Vegas. Worlds. Uh, it's, it's Outer, outer Worlds. Worlds. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, same same people did uh, Fallout New Vegas, which was a fantastic game. Obsidian and Obsidian. Obsidian, yes, thank you. It's fantastic. Yeah, they did uh, Pillars of Eternity. It's another fantastic yes, yes, fucking yes. role playing series. Fantastic. Go play that. Really good. Um, yeah. So that was the other one that really raised my eyebrow. I can't wait to play that. Oh, uh, I don't know if we I don't know if we talked about it last time. I don't I don't think it, cause, uh, yeah. This was part of E3 Baldur's Gate. Yes, Baldur's Gate three. This came after. Uh, we had official confirmation, I think, after E3. Yes, uh, who's doing that one? Is that... Uh... Oh, Larian! Uh, the the, the D- uh, Divinity uh, Original Sin crew. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But holy crap, that trailer, man, that that wigged me out. It was, it was like something out of like the thing. Yeah, just say Lovecraft know. meets Baldur's Gate. Yeah, it's like Sign holy me the crap, fuck what's up. happening to this guy? Like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sign me up, man. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the original Baldur's Gate games. Some of my favorite games of all time. This is definitely a different take on the series from what I could see. However. Uh, playing the Divinity Original Sin games, which I think are some of the best role-playing games of the current era. Um, I would say the second one more than the first, just because the first was a little bit too tongue-in-cheek for me. Mm. Um, but I would say that this one is really, really good. Uh, the second one, anyway. So the fact that they're doing this, I think it's in really good hands. I think they're going to do a new take on it, which I'm sure will turn off some people, but I think they're going to do it right and I think they're going to bring it, you know, into the current day. And just based on the other two games, I think it's going to be fantastic. So I'm very excited for that. <clears throat> but Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that, that was that was really the only other thing. Like, yeah, I think the biggest game for, for me that was a win, again, was Cyberpunk. <laughs> You're uh, breathtaking. Looking hella forward to that. <laughs> like, there hasn't been a really good sci-fi game, I think, in a long time. No. And I, th- I think really. that's going to feel like quite nicely. Yeah, I feel like it's going to make up for the long, long absence of a good sci-fi game. So I'm very excited. I'm, I'm there with you, man. That's a insta pre-order for me. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I get the money to do that, I'm going to pre-order. <laughs> well, you got a year, you know. <laughs> no, not in a big rush, but I'm definitely pre-ordering that shit. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's our E3 take. Didn't really have too much on the release front. I mean, yes, stuff did come out, but like I said, it's been pretty crazy. One game I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting my hands on uh, is The Sinking City. It's another Lovecraft game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heard heard good things about that. You have to yep. let me know. Yep. By the crew that did the uh, Sherlock Holmes games, which I very much enjoyed. Oh, okay. uh, so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to playing that. I, I love me some, some Lovecraft uh, the the big hitter this week for me, um, I, I did hear Cadence of Hyrule was great, which is a Zelda version of uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is a great game. Um, uh, but I would say, uh, uh, oh yeah, we had Octopath Traveler hit on PC, which I cannot wait to buy. I really want to play that at some point. So I played the demo on Switch and I loved it. But uh, the one I've, I've got my sights set on that I'm going to play as soon as possible is going to be Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I watched a couple streams. It's by uh, I can't frame. I can't. Re- I can never remember the gentleman's name. But Castlevania Symphony of the Night, you know okay. that mm-hmm. <clears throat> that creator. And this game looks like the perfect, perfect tribute from every stream I watch. It looks like so much fun. Cannot wait to get my hands on it. You know, just Metrovania goodness. Hook it up, and. Uh, I'm sure many of you are already playing it. I know. I'm sure Al Vogue is like halfway through it at this point. It uh, it just looks fantastic. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it on releases. There's there's not much else you know I can talk about right now. You know that really caught my eye. Uh, we do have a new save point game of the month. Um, I picked this out uh, about a week or two ago. It's the Nintendo version of Defender of the Crown by Cinemaware. Mm. Uh, it's a fantastic game on the Amiga 500 and the Commodore 64. It's one of my favorites. Uh, but the Nintendo version, even though it wasn't as graphically pleasing as its computer counterparts, uh, Cinemaware has even said it was the more complete 
version of the game because it had other game modes in it that they had been meaning to put in that they just could not do in the time allotted on the PCs. So it's like you have the... if For those of you that have played Defender of the Crown, you know, you, a lot of people remember the tournament, the jousting, you know, the jousting scenes. Uh, in the Nintendo version, when you get knocked off the horse, you actually... <clears throat> you actually go and fight with uh, maces and like finish it off and it's just a little bit more layers to it that uh, you didn't have in the other version so I figured out oh, let's give this one a shot you know I don't think it ever got a fair shake when it was out so our save point game of the month is Defender of the Crown for the Nintendo by Cinemaware and uh, give it a go and let us know what you think about it in the save point on Facebook I will give the URL out for that at the end of the show um, so now we're at the point where we're going to uh, just give out, uh, or not give out, we'll give out the voicemail number. Uh, if you want to call and leave voicemails, like uh, Chris or Uncle Fred, you can call 610-810-1654. And um, we'll go right to it. Our question of the bye week was, what was your favorite moment of E3? And uh, we we do have a voicemail for this. We actually have two, because our good buddy went oh, over. Two. Well, <laughs> but he had a great call, so we're going to share that with you now. Let's uh, roll out the red carpet for our pal, Fred French. Heidi, Heidi, ho! What's going on? <laughs> All right, so I pause this real quick. Fred, I hope you forgive me, but I will never picture you as anybody else but Ned Flanders from here out. <laughs> and continue. I wish I didn't think of that before. Yeah, they brought it. They brought it. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming everybody enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I kind of miss Sony a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Sony didn't really have much to bring. I don't know. But I I still kind of missed them. I thought it would have been cool to have Sony pop in. or Well, they wouldn't pop in there, but nice if Sony would have thrown something out on the web somewhere or something just to show a little presence and just say, hey, we're still around, too. But uh, I guess they decided to go to quiet and silent round. I don't know. But anyway, all right, so the question is the easy one. What got me most excited at E3 or something like that? You know, I'm kind of paraphrasing or whatever. But uh, well, let me, first of all, first of all, let me give Al a shout-out because this time he actually put the question on a few days ahead of time. <laughs> Usually I'm on, like, Twitter checking it out thinking, is it this Friday? Was it last Friday? What the heck is this show? I know it's bi-weekly, but I can't keep up with things. And, you know, I, I see a tweet from Al that says, hey, in five minutes, the show goes live. Well, here's the question. You know, I'm not trying to think right. But this time, he gave me a lot of days to think, so I appreciate that, Al. Good looking out for us there. I almost called you fur. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I apologize. I'll keep that in mind, Fred. Fur, not a fur. But anyway, anyway, let me answer this now. I think uh, Final Fantasy VII, that uh, remaster type thing, whatever they're doing, that big remake of uh, Majiga. Yeah, I think that looks pretty hot. Uh, I am a little, little tiny concerned. No, I, I don't want to think as though, you know, they're trying to try and milk me for this. You know, I mean, if they want to make it big and go all out and make it episodic and, you know, blow this thing out of the water and make it really big and do all this other stuff, that's great. But just don't turn it into we're going to milk you for everything we got because, you know, you're going to lay 60 down for this and then 60 for this and lay down this for that. I, that's not what I want. But as long as they do it right, and go big and go proud and go loud, but then bring it, let's do it. I'll give you my money. Because boy, was I ever a Final Fantasy VII fan. <laughs> I remember when that thing released. 
all the hype around that thing. You know, Sony stole the title from Nintendo. It's going to be four discs. It's this, it's that. It's everything you kind of imagine. And I was on the hype train. I mean, there was a lot of buzz when that game came out. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great game for its time and what it did. So that's where I'm at there. Uh, you know, a few other highlights. Of course, I'm looking forward to Halo. I think that'll be pretty cool. Uh, a little disappointed in Microsoft not giving me a little bit more on Gears. They kind of left out the main Gears and just said, well, here's this tidbit and here's something extra. I kind of want a little bit more, a little more hype. Didn't really bring the hype, though. But that's all right. Like I said, overall, I think everybody had a pretty good E3. I liked it. And uh, that's all I got, guys. Great show. Keep up the great work. And uh, enjoy your summer. Because it's not winter. It's summer. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll get to uh, Fred's follow-up in a second. Um, I, I, I will say I share his concerns on the Final Fantasy remake. Um, I like the idea of going episodic if they're going to overload it with content. I mean, you know, we did hear the first episode is going to be mainly concerned with the Midgard portion. And, you know, that makes sense. That was a, a good third of the game initially before it really opened up. And I think as long as they give you, and that they said this is what they plan to do, you know, they're going to give you a lot more content, a lot more quests, a lot more story, you know, than was in the original game, then then I'm okay with that. You just got to make sure if you're going to charge me, you know, full price for a, a game, and it's going to be one episode, well, then it better be a damn full game's length worth of an episode. Or at least make the sequels much cheaper. You know, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it, as long as they load it up, to where it's like, I'm not only getting Final Fantasy VII Remade, I'm getting it better than I could have ever imagined with more excuses to go back to that world than existed in the original, then I'm game. I mean, I don't know what you think there, Nick, but... Well, like, aren't they selling an Ultimate Pack which has both, like, what's going to be the original Final Fantasy you know, Remake game and then there's, like, this this prequel episodic stuff that they're doing, correct? I believe... I believe... Again, I I haven't I I missed every any news that came out this week. I completely missed it. Um, well, I, I think I want to say they announced it at the Square Enix panel. <clears throat> I mean, I'd have to go back and look like at the specifics, but I thought you know it's like you're getting you're getting the remake of the the complete original, and then there's going to be like this additional. There's like it's basically going to be like two discs uh, for the console version, hmm. and the first disc is going to be this prequel. Uh, to Final Fantasy VII, kind of you know, like you said, going into more of the Midgard stories, kind of giving more background, more quests and whatnot. That's what I I took away from. I didn't realize okay. like they're they're going to go in like an episodic route, but maybe there was something else I I missed. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I hate the episodic because uh, well, who who did Telltale. the Hitman? Uh, well. Well, Telltale's okay because because right, right. that's it, how they do it. But yeah, Hitman, I, I, I agree they, with you. Yeah, I think Hitman it was the was Hitman series like that was bad because like you you were getting one drip feed mission at a time, and and I think they they learned from that mistake and like the second Hitman, like okay, yeah, we're releasing everything all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think it all depends on how they do it. Um, I I feel bad for them in a way because I feel like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because this is probably sure. going to be the most hyped game in history. But it looks good. I like their approach. Again, as long as they're giving me a ton of shit for the money I'm going to spend, uh, I'll be happy with it. So, But I, I, I will say, Fred, I share your concerns. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, 
and and I I share your sentiment. It was one of my favorite games growing up. You know, I was probably <clears throat> I think at the time I was I was just about finishing up high school when that game came out. Now, nah, maybe well, I was in high school at that point and I, it was like my favorite thing ever. I I played that game start to finish nearly constant and just loved every damn second of it. So, I'm with you. I want to see it great. I want to see them do well. I'm looking forward to actually just playing it because surprisingly for me, you know, like for me, Final Fantasy VI was always my favorite. It, and Final yeah, Fantasy VII came out at the one. time, and I couldn't get around the blocky graphics. Because, like, you know, <laughs> it's coming from, like, you know, the, the pixelations of, like, Super Nintendo. It's like, with that, I, I guess it was just like, you know, like you injected a lot of your imagination into things. Well, no, it, uh, let's like, be fair. 16-bit, that was a fucking beautiful game. Beautiful oh, yeah, game. Ab- absolutely, yeah. And I don't know. I just couldn't. You know, one one I didn't have a PS One, so that def- definitely hampered things. But I was like, I couldn't wrap myself, you know, my mind around like the box heads and yeah. Like, oh, no, I, just, I just couldn't do it. And so I'm actually looking to. forward to seeing you know playing a very gorgeous game and actually actually playing Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to to playing through it again. So it'll be it's either way. It's something I'm I'm really looking forward to. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, Fred, I, I, I share your concern on the Gears front as well. I do enjoy the Gears games, and I'm kind of afraid that this latest Gears sequel is getting the Crackdown 3 treatment, and we all know how Crackdown 3 worked out. Um, yeah, it's it's they're, they're talking about it. They're telling us it's coming. We're not seeing much on it until it drops, and, you know... I, I didn't. I never really played the other Crackdowns, but when it came to Crackdown Three, I was like, "Man, they've been hyping this shit for years." And I played it, and I'm like, Ugh, "Okay." <laughs> so I don't want to see that happen to Gears. So I have the same same concerns there because Gears is a great series. I guess we'll see. Um, but all right. So that was uh, the main part of Fred's call. Let's uh, let's see his <laughs> extended his recovery. <clears throat> okay, what can I say? The E3 hype pushed me over my limit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, that's all right. You, you like calls, so this is almost like another. Hey, call. I love it, uh, man. Keep them coming. He's still calling to end the call. Nothing really new to bring, but uh, yeah. If you go out anywhere and you buy a drink and you pay for it, just pretend it was on me. I bought you a drink. I mean, I know what <laughs> paid for it, but just tell yourself, Fred French bought me this drink because he made two calls. You'll feel better. I don't know, coffee, beer, soda, whatever you like to drink. Just buy yourself a drink and imagine I paid for it. That'll make up for the second call. So enjoy your drink, guys. Enjoy your week. And as always, Riva Dirty. <laughs> Riva Dirty, Fred. I took you up on that drink. I had a nice one tonight. Um, yeah, no, we love your calls, man. I always look forward to them, and you always you always contribute so positively to the show, and I, I just, I love it. So it always gets good discussion going. Um... So, I think that will be that. Uh, we'll get into our conclusions, final thoughts. Uh, I'll plug the voicemail line. That is 610-810-1654. Give us a call. Give us your thoughts. You know, answer our question of the bye week. You can always find that on Twitter. Follow us at the Retro Rents, And uh, we always put the question of the bye week out with hopefully a couple days notice. And now that you've made me aware of it, Fred, I will make sure I don't just do it on a Thursday from now on. <laughs> or, or Friday morning, as is most cases. 
it'll actually give people a couple days to think about it. Uh, we generally usually uh, try to put it out earlier, but I, I'll make sure to consciously do that because I, I like the input we get on the save point and uh, other websites, uh, you know, Twitter and stuff, and obviously the voicemail line. We always get some great feedback there. Um, so yeah, well, I'll kick it over to you, Nick. Any uh, conclusions from this E3 or shoutouts or anything you oh, want to? For, for the wrap, you cut out there, so <laughs> like what, what? Oh, I didn't. I was gonna say if, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, but for conclusions, uh, final thoughts, E3, anything you want to put out there? E3, final verdict. Uh, I think Nintendo walked away with, with the best lineup of 2019 stuff, the stuff sure. that's actually coming out. I think Game game of the Session was definitely uh, uh, Cyberpunk. And yeah. definitely a lot of, like you said, a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Looking forward to all of it, uh, seeing what, what crazy future we're, we're going to be playing in. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you. You doing any uh, special streams? Anything you want to promote in the next week or two? Uh, no, and, you know, just kind of the regular. You catch me at 8 p.m. Uh, to around 10 on the weekdays uh, if I'm able. To, so it's, it's all contingent on you know house stuff not interfering or you know my drive home. And then uh, Sundays at one. Um, I don't know what I'm. Gonna be. I'm probably gonna be trying to wrap up um, uh, the Outer Wilds. I think uh, on Sunday. Uh, having a blast with that, like it's yeah, that game such looks a fun interesting game. as hell. Oh yeah, it's such a fun little game. Like you know, it definitely one of those like you don't want to look up a guide for. It. Like it's very much like explore. You discover the story as you go along, and <coughs> it, 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 it sucked me in. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I hear, I, I hear you. I finally played through What Remains of Edith Finch, and I absolutely loved it. Oh, nice. Loved it. I, I thought it was such a great little story. My wife fucking hated it. She loved it right up to the end. She's like, I fucking called that in the first five minutes. What a goddamn <laughs> cop-out. Like, she just went on a fucking beautiful rant on the save point. I was so proud of her. And meanwhile, I'm like, it's one of the best things I ever played. She's like, this game sucks. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes, we'll get to conclusions. I, I too, am very happy with this E3. I'm very happy with what we saw um, I think Nintendo also kind of just nailed it for what's coming out this year. Very exciting. Um, I Again, I like what I heard afterwards from Phil Spencer and other people. I think we are entering a new era of a sort of cooperation between uh, these different consoles and companies. Not yet between Sony and, and others, but I think it is coming, and I think it's just a good thing for gaming, whatever it's going to end up to be. I think we have a lot to look forward to in the next year. So it'll be exciting to see what happens. Um, give a shout out here, <clears throat> obviously to the fans, uh, people listening. Always appreciate that. I want to give a, a very big shout out to the Good for Gaming community. Um, bad fodder figures. I know a lot of you been and and uh, my pals over veteran gamers. You know Mafia Thug, Latina Mafia, all, all you great folks, Assassin, all of you, Sky. I inhale, like, everybody's just been really pulling for me in the past couple weeks with everything I've got going on in my employment situation, and I'm still sitting here in limbo and whatever the hell is going to happen with that, um, but I do appreciate everybody just kind of sending the prayers, thoughts, good vibes, everything you can send me, good luck, it just means a lot, you know, in, in a sort of uncertain situation, so I do really appreciate that, you know, win or lose. It's been a very interesting process uh, interviewing at a company like that, and it's just been very, uh, uh, very cool to see how many people are just, you know, 
very good people in our you know in my corner so i i just really appreciate it um i want to send another shout out to my pals over at the everyday gamers you know rock slide and jason and me all you guys you know i love whenever a new show drops uh you know hope everything's going well fellas and i can't wait for the next one cat mike and the bad fodder figures I gotta fucking make it a point to call you guys on Fridays because I never know when the hell you're recording, whether it's Saturday or Sunday or whatever. It's it's changing, so I'm just gonna call you as soon as I'm done recording this show, and uh, I'll leave my voicemail then. But yeah, check out the bad fodder figures if you haven't uh, haven't heard them yet. It's fodder as an F O D D E R. Uh, it's such a great show. I have so much fun listening to them, and they all have very interesting takes uh, on games and gaming, and it's just. Uh, good stuff they get some really great news and tidbits you know a little bit sooner than i generally read about them so i'm always learning something new and uh as far as us you can hang out with us on the save point on facebook at tiny.cc save point jump in sign up happy to have you we love just talking games and whatever we're playing at that moment and we just get some good discussions you can actually see my wife's rant about what happened or what remains of Edith Finch? Holy shit! Did she go on a rant about that? <laughs> it's 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 like I, I it's been up there a week and a half, and it still makes me laugh when I read it. <laughs> I believe she started it out with F this game, but spelled it out in full capital letters. <laughs> God damn, I love her. Uh, but yeah, hang out with us in the save point. <clears throat> you can email us uh, the retro rents at gmail dot com. We're on Twitter, all of us, uh, at the Retro Rents. Uh, myself, at Retro Rents L. Uh, Nick is at Black Eagle Ops. Uh, also, the same uh, same names on Twitch, Retro Rents L on Twitch. Check out my stream of Operencia. Like, I'm not even trying to promote my own stream. I can give a shit less if I have two watchers or 20. It really doesn't, you know, I, I just enjoy doing it, but... I really want everybody listening to go check out Operencia, just the game itself. I mean, it is on Game Pass. It's fantastic. If you're not sure whether you want to like hit your your download cap with whatever how many gigs it is, it's not that much. <laughs> but still, like if you're not sure if it's a game you'd like, go check it out because like I I literally streamed that as I played it for the first time, and I was just so surprised by like all the little things that they did with that game. I really enjoyed it, uh, and I'm still enjoying it. So I'm still playing it. And I uh, plan to stream more of it at Retro Rents L. Uh, obviously, like uh, Nick said, check him out at Black Eagle Ops. You can follow him on Twitter, the same name, and he'll tell you when he's streaming. And uh, I think that will be the end of episode 42. Um, you know, Nick, as always, thanks for uh, coming out after I'm sure you've driven uh, way too many hours and Oh, it's, it's always good to unwind after the work week, you know? Yeah, dude, I needed this so fucking bad. Like, after the week and a half that I had, this was just uh, much <laughs> needed. Much needed, so. Uh, but yeah, until next time, everybody, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for everybody that's helping get the word out there. I'm actually going to start doing a contest. Uh, I, for those who don't have Humble Monthly or, or game, you know, give giveaway packages, I'm going to start giving away some games. Uh, randomly, um, I think, uh, starting the next show, for anyone that gives us uh, four-star reviews or above, not that I'm bribing you, actually, I'd be happy with any reviews. Give us some reviews on iTunes, and uh, I'll go through the review list and, you know, just randomly throw your names into a jar, you know, a metaphorical 
algorithmic jar. The digital jar. The digital <laughs> jar. And uh, I'll pick somebody randomly every, like, maybe every episode and, and give you a free game. It might be something you already have. Well, that's on you. But if you don't, it's something you can get for free and check out and play. And uh, so, yeah, just would definitely appreciate some more reviews. Help us get the word out there. Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm still very happy with how many people we have listening every week. It's just more than I ever expected at this point in time, so that's great. And uh, But, yeah, help us get the word out. Share the links to your friends. Give us a review. That's uh, always appreciated. And if you give us a five-star review, I'd even be happy to re- read it out on the show and, and highlight you and say what a, what a really awesome person you are. So... Other than that, I think we will call it an end to the show. And I think, uh, you know, just words of wisdom. I think if there's anything this E3 taught us is that, you know, nobody has to lose anymore at this point in time. I think everybody can do well from a console standpoint. And I think we as gamers are only going to benefit more, you know, the more they start working together and, and pushing each other to be better. And I think, like Nick and like Fred said, I was a little disappointed in Sony just by not being there. So I do feel they, you know, help push everybody else to be better, you know, and, and one, you know, try to one-up each other, but it's always for the benefit of gamers, so. I think it was a good E3. I think it was just a great look at what's coming, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens with gaming in the next year. And, uh, other than that, till next time, have fun, play games, and don't be dicks. Nothing from you, Nick. Peace out. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Later, everybody.